Welcome to the TPC Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Pentecostal Church is located at 3700 Kelly Highway in Fort Smith, Arkansas. With roots anchored firmly right here in the Arkansas River Valley, it continues to be a beacon of hope in a hopeless world and a hospital for hurting souls. TPC is a place where you can call home and fulfill your calling in the kingdom of God. Join us for this incredible word from the Lord today. I don't know if we fully understand what we're in the middle of. God is up to some things. I'm uh, very grateful that he has allowed me to linger in this world long enough to see some things I believed would be taking place and they are as we speak. Please be seated. I want to give a salute to a very godly anointed man that God has chosen to lead this River Valley region. Brother Tim Sullivan is not senior pastor here by accident. He was chosen, selected by God to be here. I have no doubt about that. I've never had a doubt about it since we transitioned a few years back, now 15, I guess. He is being greatly used. He is taking this church where God wants it to be, to heights and depths that... I believe many years ago it would attain. I want to give a salute to Brother Patrick and the ministerial staff of this church. They're not in their positions by accident either. In fact, if you were not here Wednesday night, you missed a deep move of the Spirit as Brother Patrick ministered at the conclusion of that service because he refused to stop pressing onward into what God wanted to do. There was a deep manifestation of the presence of God that caused many of us to hurry to a place of prayer God spoke to us. He directed us. We're blessed with the team that God has put together here. I said this back in the ready room, green room, to those that stand on this platform, to those that sit in the sound booths, to those that monitor monitor activities around the campus, to those that have any part in keeping this facility and uh, all its surroundings safe and secure and well-maintained, you're just as much a part of the ministry of this church as the person who stands in this pulpit. 
I want to give a salute. You're not recognized near enough, though I hear pastor doing it quite often. But you're taking, you're helping take this church on a forward journey. Something is really happening in the heavenlies. The war of the heavenlies is raging. 21 years ago this day, there was a major terrorist attack on our country. What followed that horrific tragedy that took the lives of thousands of people and has affected the lives of many more thousand from that time until this as an after effect. But what happened or what ensued following that was there was a great spirit of patriotism that swept across our country. Flags were flying where flags had never flown. Saw many vehicles displaying the flag of the United States. I saw people who were giving honor to the flag that perhaps didn't make that very significant up until that day. But our freedom and our liberty came under attack. There's a war going on in the heavenlies that has been in existence for a long time, but Dr. Anderson, I feel like there's been an upswing in effort in recent weeks and months that is designed to destroy the good influence of the people of God. If I understand what I believe and will try to talk about here this morning is that God is doing something amongst the people who already make up the church and amongst those who will come in the very near future into the church that we're going to rally behind a cause that's far more significant than just our earthly freedom. We're gonna see people stand up and take the battle station that they've been assigned by God. They're gonna take up weapons, but they're not gonna be cannons and tanks and smart bombs and missiles. They're gonna take up weapons of our warfare, not, not carnal, but spiritual weapons. I have a good friend who fired an AR-15 yesterday who had never had one in her hands. God's gonna put some weapons in your hands that you've never used before that are going to be anointed and there's gonna be a supernatural guidance system on those weapons that will make the weapon effective, but it also will sharpen the senses of the person who holds the weapon. Something's happening in the spirit realm. It's huge, it's big. We cannot, we must not allow ourselves to be encumbered or held back are distracted. The time has come 
for you and me to stand up. Hence, the message I'm going to attempt to bring to you today, simply because I feel a mandate from God to do so. I've been talking about this subject for a, a number of weeks, privately and publicly. I've had the privilege to travel uh, across and back and back and forth and across this state in recent weeks. I've been talking about this. If you happen to log in through social media or some other means, you're going to hear some things that may sound familiar, but God gave me a mandate to tell it and to talk about it. And I believe that he is working to help us be the church. Not just be in the church, but to be the church. Little do we know sometimes when things begin to work in our lives to restrict our spiritual movement, particularly I'm talking about today. Little do we know that things come about to cause us to be somewhat or maybe altogether distracted from what our main purpose in life is. Maybe we need to be reminded from time to time we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have a place here because we've been allowed to be here and we have a purpose here. And our purpose is to, to, to reflect the glory of God as we have attempted to do here in our worship, our praise, but also in our daily living. We gotta lift up our eyes and realize the kingdom of God is not just right here on Kelly Highway. The kingdom of God is not just in Sebastian County or Crawford or Franklin County. The kingdom of God is the world, the universe. However he allows us and pastor today and I've been working on a situation and he's there in the will of God attempting to solidify some things that will have great significance in the kingdom of God. How does it affect me, you might say? If you're a part of the kingdom of God, it will affect you in a very positive. And you will be happy, thrilled beyond measure. You will be thankful that you have a, a man of God who fills this pulpit with such an anointing who is capable of and anointed to be a leader over a large area of our state and our country, maybe even far beyond the borders of our state and country. If you're selfish, you'd say, I want him here all the time but you're not selfish. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not selfish. You want him here all the time. You feel better when he's standing right here. I've had the privilege of being a part of this church since the early 70s, okay? I was away for a number of years, but I was still a part of this church. It's a privilege, it's an honor. 
And uh, when he asked me to back him up and step in this pulpit today, I knew I had some big shoes to fill. I said about a friend of mine who came into possession of his dad's shoes. I think I said this Wednesday night to these two gentlemen on the platform with me that he put a pair of his dad's shoes on and he looked down and his dad's gone on to his reward. And he said, Dad, your shoes fit, but I'll never fill them. So I feel like I'm in a place today where I have to look down and know that I don't feel the shoes of the leader of this church, privileged for the honor that he gives to me. And so I want to talk about freedom. We sung about it. I want to talk about liberty. I want to talk about liberation, which is nothing more than just being set free from some type of imprisonment or slavery or oppression. It's being released. It's being discharged. It's being delivered. It's being rescued. It's being made free. Free. Free is when you're not under the control or power of anyone or anything. We are not under a dictator. God gave us the freedom to choose. What's important to you and what's important to me is that we choose right things. And that we don't just choose right things once in our lifetime, but we choose right things every day. And so I read in in the scripture in the eighth chapter of the book of John, these words, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. They answered him and said, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? And Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant. So everybody say servant. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. It's a wonderful thing to come to a knowledge, the knowledge of truth. I don't know about you. Some of you may have been raised up all of your lifetime around and involved in truth. I wasn't. I didn't know truth. I knew there was a God. I knew that I, I respected and revered him. And from, from my early teens, I wanted to serve him, though I didn't know how. But he led me to truth. And then he revealed truth to me. He opened my understanding so that I would know what truth really was. And quite frankly... Uh, I was liberated from some things that held me captive that I didn't even realize were holding me back. I've said it a thousand times or more. Uh, Watching somebody come into a 
understanding of truth and applying the principles of truth into their life, learning what it means to really thoroughly and thoroughly repent of their sins and then going to a water grave and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, coming to know him as you rise to walk in newness of life in the power of his resurrection by being filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence speaking in a language you've never spoken in before. That is a wonderful thing to experience, and it's a wonderful thing to observe. I love it when I see somebody. Now, who would give up a medical practice? I think I heard Brother Patrick say this. Who would give up three clinics and say, I'm going to go tell people about the truth that liberates them and sets them free? It's one thing to help them get through their sicknesses and all of those things, but another thing to go and see their lives, their whole life, their, their, their sins of their life be washed away and... It's, it's an exciting thing. It's a very exciting thing when, <clears throat> when you see somebody experience a new birth. <clears throat> Unfortunately, sometimes uh, things, I call it life, sometimes things come along, maybe sickness, maybe tragedies of one type or another or hard, hard times uh, that seem to little by little, take away the freedom that came in that initial experience. How many people do you know that once were what we call on fire for God who today has no fire about God? How many people are there in the outlying areas of this region that once knew God that are not serving God today? I have good news. I believe God's in the business right now of bringing back and restoring and reclaiming them in large numbers, in very large numbers. But <clears throat> liberty goes away little by little and faith and confidence and belief in God turns into unbelief. I've actually heard people renounce the things that God led them to and what a tragedy it is to be led to truth and then turn back to something that will never satisfy them and never give them freedom. Fear sometimes comes and it has torment and it, it, it overcomes victory and overcomes the liberty that we have. And when life comes along and, and these things that are so uh, exciting uh, ebbs away, then... The little things even involved in Christianity become difficult to understand. And they take some people right back into the very pits they were once set free from, snares. Listen to what the writer said. Paul said this in 2 Timothy, one of my favorite passages of Scripture in the second chapter. He said, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men apt to teach, patient. That's a virtue, right? In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. What a paradox. If God, peradventure, would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves 
out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So I have to say this, my dear brothers and sisters. Sometimes captivity comes because, not because we did wrong things or bad things. It simply becomes, it comes about because Satan wants to entrap us in some way that we cannot pursue our relationship with God. And I believe this is the essence of the message that God has mandated me to proclaim wherever I get an opportunity, be it public or be it private. I believe he told me, I believe he spoke into my spirit and said, I am sending a spirit of liberation across the face of the earth. He told his disciples, preach the kingdom. He told them in another place, preach the gospel, the good news. We know the kingdom is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. I heard us sing about it today. The promise is here, and it's ours. He intends, if I understand what he's doing, he intends to help his people. This is key. I'm not talking to people that are not in the church. I'm talking to people who've been faithful in the kingdom of God. God's been working on us right here for months. Since I've been back over here, I've, I've seen it, I've sensed it. He's been working on us to try to get us to the place where we're not just about the kingdom, we're in the kingdom and we're promoting and helping to move the kingdom forward. <clears throat> he wants every one of us. He intends for every one of us to have the opportunity if we choose to participate in it. I don't believe he's coming back for a church that's bound up. Whether it be just in the world or whether it be worldly things. I believe he's bringing liberation to anyone who may find themselves steeped in traditions of men I said this here a few weeks ago because it happened here. I saw a, a, a long arm in my, in my spiritual vision. I saw a long arm extending from above. And in the palm of the hand at the end of that long arm was massive amount of keys. And the spirit said to me then, I've got a key for every prison. I've got a key that will unlock every prison. I want to tell you today that God said, he said this on the day of Pentecost. I give you the keys, he said to the early disciples. I give you the keys and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The key's in our hand, but God said just a few weeks back, I've got a key for every prison. Because sometimes, I, I actually experienced this this week. I went, had a key made to a lock that I, I knew was a sophisticated lock, and I took the key back, and it wouldn't work. Well, God's got a key that'll work. Amen. He's got a key that will unlock the prison of false doctrine.
He was got a, he's got a key that will unlock the door of incomplete doctrine. Do you know what that means? People that love God, people who have did, did their best to serve God, people that have walked in all the light they had, incomplete doctrine, the doctrine of the scripture. He's going to unlock the door and literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people are going to come rushing toward him because they've been set free. Wednesday night, Wednesday night, standing over against the wall in the deep move of the spirit, the Lord spoke into my spirit and I saw this church open 24 hours a day, seven days a week with no beginning and no ending to the service. With people gathering to pray and worship and get into the presence of God and to feel after God coming and throughout the day and throughout the night there would be those who would step up and minister to the people that were there they will be baptizing people in this baptistry and wherever they can find a place to baptize them you say you're just dreaming old man I may be but I believe God showed it to me and I'm going to say it People are hurting, people are, people are sick, people are wounded, people have been bruised. And didn't he say, I've come to set those that are bruised at liberty? But he's gotta work on you and he's gotta work on me to help us to take our positions so that nothing will stand against the forward move of the Spirit of God. I believe God's going to bring liberty from prisons of greed. Come on now, I'm meddling a little bit, Pastor, but I, I'm in the Holy Ghost, and so I'm not doing your business. I believe he's going to deliver some people from the prisons of greed. i got to have just a little more, just a little more, just a little more, when you got enough to get you through this life to eternity. And if you believe what I believe about what's coming on our world, maybe what we've got will have little or no value in a short period of time. So we better not put our trust in that. We better get set free from that. I believe God's gonna liberate people from greed, lust, Oh, that's not me. That I don't that won't fit me. No, you can lust after a lot of things. You can want it so badly you can almost taste it. God said he'd set you free from it. So that what you taste will be the sweet presence of God. He's going to set some free from pride. Pride goeth before a fall. Isn't that right? He's going to set some people free from pride. If there's any good in me, folks, it's not because of any knowledge I have. It's not because of any experience I had. 
It's not because I once worked for the government or I once did this or I once did that. If there's any good in me, it's because Jesus Christ found me when I was a wretched sinner, sinner and he saved me from my sin and he delivered me from the things that would cause us. We don't need to think more highly of ourselves than we, than we ought. We need to prefer our brother and sister. And we need to be quick. If God does something with us or through us and we become a tool in his hand, we need to be quick to say, it's only God that works in me. It's not me. I'm talking about a real spirit of liberation. Hope. It's being restored. Faith is being renewed. True worship is coming to the fore. True worship. I'm not, I'm not talking about just something that touches us when we're involved in a great move of the Spirit. I'm talking about something when we're all alone. We can cry out to God and feel something coming out of our very being that's true worship to God. It's not worship to be seen by man, it's worship to be felt by God. Revival's sweeping the land. Do you know that? Revival's sweeping the land. I could take a lot of time talking about so much of that. Chains are gonna fall off. Signs and wonders are gonna be evident every service, every time we gather. But more importantly, signs and wonders are gonna take place out yonder where the harvest is. My Bible said you're gonna lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You're gonna wait till you get them here where we can, we can go through a process or a procedure or a tradition? No, no, if the need presents itself, you're gonna stand up and say, may I, may I just pray for you, may I. Thank you, Director Robin, thank you. I just met you today, but I wanna to get to know you better. Thank you for opening up the pathway of prayer in the places where you are. I don't know of any place in our world that prayer ought not to be welcomed. Someone brought it to my attention. I didn't fully understand what they were talking about when they did, but I flipped over to a little YouTube video and I watched as a lady walked out on a stage to begin to talk about uh, things that had affected her life. She is a doctor of audiology. She was given a great speech. Without a note, she spoke. But she said there were 12 steps. 12 steps that she could hear were her father coming down the steps to the basement where she was imprisoned. Her mother and father were educators. They were teachers. And from age 14 to age 17, she was locked in her basement because, quote, unquote, it's good for you. She said at the door, they would lay on a chair my food for the day without a 
comment without a word or without a touch. Two peanut butter sandwiches and two American cheese sandwiches and no word and no touch. Because they feared what might happen, they would let her out to go to school. But thank God there were teachers who realized something was wrong and they didn't let up on it until they found what it was and they knew that she was being imprisoned during summer breaks, during vacations, during holidays. She was being imprisoned because it's good for you from age 14 to age 17. But because somebody stepped up and said, we care, they were able to get her free. They were able to set her free. I don't know what happened to her parents. I didn't read, I didn't go into it far, far enough to know that. But she was liberated. She was set free. And now she's going about telling others about things that affected her early in her life that maybe made it possible because they told her she was worthless, that she was no good. And she was uh, placed in a foster home where her foster mother said, to her every day, you are good. You've got something good going on in your life. And they, 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 everything she did, they would praise her and compliment her for. Well, I'm gonna tell you, there's some people in our world that are locked behind doors and gates that we would not even dream are imaginable, that God wants to liberate. He wants to set them free. And you and I have got to step up and say, God, I've got to be free. I've got to be absolutely free from the things that hold me back if I'm going to be effective in what you're doing. Just in a few services ago, I was, I don't know why I felt led that day, but I was talking about depression. You know anybody that's ever been depressed? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Have you ever been depressed? Depression can destroy your hope to live. It can, it can destroy your desire to live. You can get placed in such a dark dungeon that you don't even know if you want to come out of it. You can be sent there for a lot of reasons. It could have been something precious was taken from you. But when depression sets in, it's like a dark cloud. You cannot see. There's no instrument that will allow you to see your way even. And I started dwelling on that. And before that service was over, there was a young lady come running up right to me. And she said, I'm that one. I'm that one. I've had two brain surgeries. I've had brain tumors. And they told me I wasn't going to walk. They told me I wasn't going to live. And she said, I've just been in a dark dungeon. And I said, not any longer. Because God has come to set you free today. If I'm talking to somebody in this house today that's dealt with depression, I'm telling you, you don't have to go another day with it. I have a feeling when the Lord said to us Wednesday night, very forcibly, very audibly, walk close to me. Walk very close to me. Do not pull away, he said, but walk with me. For I will show you great things that I will do. And I will reveal my plan to you. But you must walk close to me. 
I wish you'd stand and maybe somebody come to the instrument. I don't need to go. I don't feel to go one step further. I feel like God's going to do something for somebody here in just the next few minutes of time. Would you just close your eyes and wait on the Lord for a minute? Will you just worship him softly? Will you just talk to him softly? If there's something going on in your life that nobody else knows about, I promise you, God will not embarrass you. If you walk down to the front here in a moment when I give you the opportunity to do so, I'm firmly convinced that you will leave here liberated today. I'm not shouting. I'm not emotionally challenging you. I'm simply stating fact and what I believe the Lord said to me. If you want to walk close with God, if you want to be an instrument in God's hands, if you want God to use you, I want you to step out and make your way either in the area in the back or up near the front. I can't promise you that I have anything beyond hope and faith in God to give you, but I did have a word that God will give you liberty today if you choose to accept it. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I hope this word has blessed you. If you are in the River Valley area and are looking for a church to attend, we would love for you to join us right here at TPC. Services are Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You can visit us at our website at www.tpcfortsmith.com and on Facebook at the Pentecostal Church Fort Smith. Here you will find any information you may need. Thank you and God bless.